The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We got some NBA Finals talk. We got the lines from Bavada Sportsbook, as we always do. We got some football. We got some fantasy football. We got. We're gonna, I'm going to be talking about Kyle Pitts, Sam, and I might be animated when I talk about Kyle Pitts. But Sam, buddy, how you doing this week, my man? What is up, my brother? Not much. I can tell you what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Not only are we having a little guys trip, um, you know, you and, and Gooch Givens and Steve the Basket Weaver are going to be up here. But even more important than that, we got the free roll underdog tournament. Ignition Casino. That's right, everybody. Ignitioncasino.eu. We got the tournament of the century. It's coming. And you can play against me all in. Sean Ryan. I go all in, man. Can you stare me down? It's really cool. Seriously, everybody, super interactive. Check the show notes below. It's ignitioncasino.eu. It's f- completely free to play. The cool thing, what, what makes it interactive is, is, is you play the host. You play me. You play Sam. You knock either one of us out. You get $25, but um, there's there's going to be – it could be higher than that. If we get 250 players playing in this tournament, the bounty could be $50 for each of us. If we get 500 players – uh, playing in this tournament, the bounty could be $100 each. I think we're going to get there. So you knock me out. If you can stare me down when I go all in, you could just get a cool 100 bucks in this free, absolutely free tournament. Super easy. If you haven't been there, just go ho- go ahead and uh, sign up. Also, you know, you get sign-up bonus as well. You get some match, I think, up to $3,000 in poker and casino welcome bonus for your first-time deposit, which is pretty sweet as well. But money, as Sam and I call it, it's so easy. Even a podcast host can do it. So once again, ignitioncasino.eu. The event is July 11th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. You just create a little account there, free to play, and uh, you look for the underdog free roll invitational once again, July 11th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming off of last week where we said, eh, you know, I think Atlanta's going to be there. I thought they would be the best value bet, um, you know, in the NBA Finals. Wouldn't you know they ended up losing? But that was because... You know, Trey Young was out. Um, you know, I think if, if he was in there, he would have won the series. Or, you know, the Atlanta would have won the series. But, you know, Giannis had his injury issues as well. So what do we get? We get Phoenix versus Milwaukee. What are your initial impressions of that one, my friend? Um, I think Phoenix is going to win this thing, um, especially. I actually think sometimes the Bucks play better without Giannis. But I just think Phoenix is uh, first off home court helps. And I think, you know, I just think it's their year. I think it's Chris Paul's time um and I, I just think they're they're a deeper uh better team i do as well um as we've been talking about for the last few weeks here's the interesting thing though you know phoenix has had a longer layover we've seen this in sports you know phoenix is kind of the younger team you know chris paul aside i feel like um milwaukee although we're not enamored necessarily with Milwaukee and we haven't been not you know Giannis aside uh, we just you know even with Giannis in the lineup I'm saying we're not really enamored with this team but they've made the finals good for them I mean good for the city of Milwaukee you know they support their team it's cool and Milwaukee to me reminds me by the way a lot of Orlando where we grew up um Sam and in that you know they're you know, Orlando is not quite like Miami. Even, I would say, not even quite Tampa Bay. Milwaukee's not quite Chicago in close proximity. So you have a little bit of little brother there. Right. Uh, Milwaukee, now, they do have the Packers um, in their metro area. I know the Packers are north in Green Bay. They do have the um, the the Brewers. So it's not like Orlando where basically they only had the magic until their, uh, you know, their, their soccer franchise came there. But 
Um, but Milwaukee, I mean, they're kind of like the little brother of Chicago, which, you know, I don't think Milwaukee natives would say that, but that's kind of, I think, in a national scale how you'd look at them. Uh, but we'll see. I could see how they would play a little bit better um, without Giannis because not, they're not just staring at him waiting to do stuff. Again, you know, when we were in Orlando, we would witness that quite a bit with like a Tracy McGrady or even a Dwight Howard and, and that stuff like that. But what I'm getting to, though, is it wouldn't shock me if Milwaukee does well in game one you know, coming off and, and being more recent in their games. Let me hit you with the line. Bavada uh, in game one has Milwaukee plus six. Do you think they have a chance to cover that spread? I think they do. I actually, like I was saying, I think that if they're going to get one, it's going to be the first game. Yep. Um, especially with Giannis, it looks like right now he's he's not going to play tonight. Um, and I think they the way they played in Atlanta the other night, yeah, granted Trey Young wasn't there, but – Chris Middleton, in my mind, is the is the best player on the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, all around. Um, Giannis is not a shooter. It's hard for him to get his own shot unless he's putting his head down and going to the basket. Um, so I just think you know they played really good the other night where they were sharing the ball. Guys were cutting, moving, and it wasn't. Let's just kind of give. Giannis the ball and see what he does um so I feel like if they're gonna get a game with the rest that Phoenix has had um it, it'll be it'll be game one yeah but I, but I think overall I think I think Phoenix will win this win yeah this I kind game. of by the way um Milwaukee Bavada has it plus 180 now uh to win the finals which of course you know they're in they're in the finals so their odds respect with respect to last week they're gonna improve I mean you would absolutely expect that but right um you know I I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I mean, this could be kind of like, gosh, that first Bulls run where, you know, they lose the game one to the Lakers and then they went right. off and they went four straight, <laughs> you know? Right. It could be like that. And and I do. I think I, I originally called Phoenix over Atlanta, and this was last week maybe. Um, yeah. And I don't even know if I'd said this on the show, but I felt, I felt like it would be Phoenix over Atlanta in six. I feel yeah, like... I think you said that. Yeah, I think you did say that. Yeah, and I I still feel like Phoenix here in six, maybe it goes the distance. And, and you know what? I really hope it does go the distance because I love when, when we get to a game seven. Um, and, but I, I just think Phoenix is... Look, it, it wouldn't shock me if this one goes five. It wouldn't shock me if it goes four. I think Phoenix is just their year, um, as we've been saying again for the last uh, few weeks. Uh, by the way, their odds actually got better. Um, and when I say got better guys, I would say they 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 became more frequent. So I guess from a better's perspective, probably not, <laughs> you know, because you want better you know better odds as a better. But when I say um, you know their odds improved, I mean towards being the the um, um, the finals favorite. So if they were minus one twenty five last week. Now Bavada has them at minus one seventy five as we go into the finals. We'll see how that goes, though. We right, and I mean Phoenix goes. is the only. Phoenix major team. I mean, everything else is Arizona. They got Arizona Cardinals. They have the Arizona Diamondbacks. There's no other Phoenix, you know. Um, so they they that city is ready to ready to explode when this team wins. I mean, they they've been close a couple times. Ninety three with Barkley, the Nash Stoudemire years. Um, but they hit it this time, and this that's a that's a city that is. That is ready for a championship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it, it's good. I always like in sports too when these kind of pained cities get their get their championships. And Phoenix, it's been a while, you know, for that uh, that metro area. They had a, you know, I, I know that the um, uh, the Diamondbacks won a couple like in the late '90s, early right. 2000s. I, I I lose track of the year, but it was like the Schilling Randy Johnson uh, right. year. 
Um, but outside of that, you know, I know that um, um, I know that Arizona, like the Cardinals, made the Super Bowl with uh, Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Right. But really, nothing, nothing else. I mean, the Coyotes really haven't done anything in the NFL, or I'm sorry, the NHL. At least not in a long, long time. So uh, no, and I think Chris Paul, you know, he he's put in a lot of work, and people kind of left him, you know, uh, left him left him for dead with the Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, and, and the guys just kind of grinded. And Monty Williams, especially the way he's come back after you know losing his wife um, in that tragic car accident a few years ago, and just you know that guy take having to you know basically resign from his job just to take care of his kids and. You know, now to see him back with the guy who he coached when 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 Chris Paul was you know basically a, a rookie, um, it's it's really cool to see those two you know come together and and, and it, I, I am actually pulling I'm pulling for the Suns mm-hmm. in this series. I like Devin Booker too. I, I just a lot to like you know with the with the Suns. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm I'm I wouldn't call myself a, a fan, but I'm a one year fan in this one. I am going right. for I'm going for Phoenix, and they've never won the finals. They never got you know. Well, I shouldn't say they never got there. I know Barkley. Um, you know, they lost. I think the the second Bulls championship. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, John it was the Pax third. To hit that jump. Yeah, John Pax to hit that hit that shot in in yeah. Phoenix to to close it out for the Bulls. How about so. that Barkley trade for Phoenix, huh? What a, what a trade that was for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. They were fun. They were fun teams. Dude. I like them, man. Dan Marley. Kevin Johnson. And, yeah. Kevin Johnson yeah. before all the, you know, all the press got weird on uh, on Kevin Johnson. Um, yeah. Back when you could still really root for him. Would they have like Cedric Sabalos back then? And, yeah, um, Sabalos and Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, Googs. <laughs> yeah, Googs. And maybe, I don't know if Tom Chambers was on. I don't know. Now I'm starting to get Elliot Perry. I remember he used to wear like the high socks. I feel like that might have been before Gugliotta, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Googs was later. I think Googs was maybe he came up through know, with the Timberwolves, uh, right? And then and then yeah, I think he moved over he to went, Phoenix. Went, yeah. yeah, maybe Kid or yeah, he he came later. But Gugliotta yeah, trying to trying to picture the uniforms or who was in them. But yeah, right. We got the core guys. There you go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, you know, I'm going to move NFL a little bit later in the show. Sam, have you watched anything interesting lately on uh, you know streaming Netflix? You know, Man, I have not really been watching anything other than the NBA playoffs. Other than that, it's been it's been a lot of house projects. It's mm. been a lot of you know outdoor uh, some some uh, landscaping. Um, that is, and work has been crazy. So yeah. if I'm not watching sports, I'm really not watching anything these days. You yeah. know, uh, what, what, uh, what, what you got going on at the house? What kind of house project? Oh man. Just, you know, doing a lot of woodwork. Um, you know, I told you before scraping the, scraping the old, uh, Oh, the stuff uh, off the popcorn ceiling, popcorn ceiling. Oh, then you have to re, you know, uh, reseal it and repaint it and just doing all the bathrooms doing all you know i got a million projects man basically for my birthday i was given a bunch of uh lowe's gift cards so that kind of tells you where where, yeah where where my uh where my extra time has been lately yeah it's mine it yeah i i've i've been there i think i'm through at least for this year i'm through like all the projects i'm not doing anything else but i was at we hosted people for fourth of july we hosted people at my house and, uh, you know, did like a little shuffleboard tournament, shuffleboard the table game, which I got to say I cleaned up. Um, you know, a few, <laughs> As a, you should. Home uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a few drinks. It was actually really, it was really nice. So the, uh, 
you know, we're playing doubles. So the guy that was next to me, uh, my brother-in-law, throws a shot uh, down. And he he was in winning position because they needed seven to win. And he had two sitting right on the four uh, the four point line because um, we have a longer table and there's just four scorns. So he's on the four point line and he's like, I think it was his last throw or his second to last throw or something like that. And he was like celebrating or whatever because I think he had knocked my, my puck off or whatever like that. And so I get up, dude. I threw the thing like 100 miles an hour right into the two and the two of them just like, bam, knock off. And then uh, I don't know if mine hung on or what happened, but I ended up, you know, I ended up getting the point and then I won the last the last round. So it was... Uh, I was a champion. It was like the the first time I've competed in anything in in a long, long time. Nice, so. brother. Well, man, that's good, man. I still need to see because I know you've done a lot of work at your house. Oh yeah, need to see that bottom basement. Obviously, I won't get to it this time. I'm up there, but yeah, I was kind of campaigning for you know this guy's trip to to move out to the to the suburbs, <laughs> which after the news over the weekend in Chicago, I'm thinking might have been you know really the move, and we could have just golfed the entire weekend and stuff, but. <laughs> You know that that's not what the group wanted to do, and they're already coming up to Chicago um, for some other, you know, some yeah, other reasons. I, I guess I don't know stuff, if you so. want Gooch, Gooch in your house either. Well, I don't want him staying here, but I don't mind them <laughs> coming over and starting a night. Yeah, I think over that's here. the angle he was going for, though. He yeah. wanted to. He was like, "Oh, well, if we're going to do that, I'll we'll just stay with you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do no. not want Gooch around your small children. No, no. Well, no. I, I can I can promise you, if that's somehow what happened, we would have had my my you know my wife and my kids away away from the house there's no way um yeah. but yeah yeah it was uh you know because we actually i like the suburbs um honestly i like the suburbs a little bit better than downtown but you know um uh, steve the basket weaver has never been to chicago so right. you know you can't come to illinois and chicago land not go to chicago so yeah we'll be there we'll be walking around um you know chicago Hopefully we'll catch a cubs game we'll see we'll, we'll see, see man the weather the last minute the weather's not looking great um for saturday uh, but maybe it'll keep the uh the angry mob away, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because they were out the last weekend. But, you know, unfortunately, too, as we always see in, you know, July 4th weekend, there was like, you know, people got really hurt. I think the uh, NHL, there was an NHL goalie that fell going, getting out of a jacuzzi. Yeah, um, <laughs> Wild. Wild. Hit his head on concrete and died. That's crazy. But um, Really? Man, I'm so lost. That happened. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was it was July fourth. I don't know the exact story. I read, you know, I read a few minutes of it. But he was a he was a backup goalie for the Columbus um, the Columbus NHL team. I think it's the Blue Jackets. And um, somebody was shooting fireworks, but they were like the mortar style fireworks. So you know, the really right. big fireworks. And I guess like the people in the tub were getting out of the tub, and he slipped getting out of the tub, hit his head on the concrete outside of the tub, died. So, Whoa, yeah, man. so I mean, that must have he must have really hit the concrete um, hard. You know, I, I would assume that he was probably, you know, a few drinks in at that point because it's pretty yeah. hard. to. But still, I mean, either way, I mean, it, he's entitled to it's July 4th. People can be a few drinks in, you know, um, but wild, absolutely wild, uh, you know, tragic news. That stuff always happens in uh, July 4th weekend. Yeah, man, I'm, I, I mean, what are your feelings on fireworks? Me like, are you a fireworks guy? What do you mean by fireworks guy? Like, what does that like, mean to can you? Can you take them or leave them, or is this yeah. like something you have to? I I've never I've never really been into fireworks, man. Like, I'm like, I feel like it's it, every year we hear s- stupid stories, yeah. and I feel like it does more more harm than good. Not to mention, it sounds like Fort Knox outside my window at yeah. you know one o'clock in the morning, and then carried into last night. You know, yeah. or, you know, it's like, why, why are we still lighting fireworks? And I got all this crap in my yard. 
from all the other people lighting stuff off. They haven't picked it up. I'm like, man, I could do I could do without fireworks. So in in Illinois, it, there like fireworks. When I say like good fireworks, like the ones that would you know if you're going to do fireworks, the stuff you would want to see, like the stuff that shoots in like high into the sky. Right. You can't get them here. And in, in Florida, it's funny because um, my wife was trying to find sparklers and stuff. It was hard to find anything that you could actually have a fuse and light. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've always been kind of taking believe. Now, my my friends in, in Chicagoland, they love fireworks. They love them. And they'll, every year they'll go on a pilgrimage to Indiana where you can get these things. And I've gone to these fireworks stores, and they're, like, intense. And I don't mind them. But like you, man, I can take them or leave them. But I'll say this, like... One year we did a fireworks thing and exactly what you're talking about happened. Like we had a firework thing. It was in the middle of the street. You light it. It was like a thing that was supposed to shoot off these rockets, um, you know, loud banks and everything like that. Well, a series of them. Well, after the first one, the momentum of the first one turned turned the, the shooter over towards the crowd. This is when we, when my oldest, um, was like a baby, and it like went the the thing went right like off right over our heads. It was like almost like a concussion wave. I was just like, ah, come on. Yeah, I mean, a guy we grew up with. I won't put his name on here, but I saw on Instagram that his kid took a, a mortar right to the right to the stomach. Oh, jeez, a hundred yards away, and it's still like they had to take him to the ER because it tipped over and it shot right at them. And I'm like. Man, every year I see this crap. Yeah. Like it's not even worth. Like I'm like, what? What are we doing? And then a lot of counties and stuff. If it's like dry, they're like, yeah. you can't light fireworks because the fire's still lighting fireworks because everyone wants to put on their social media crappy clips of <laughs> stupid fireworks that look awful. Like yeah. they don't look good on your phone. They don't like. What are we doing? Yeah, like, I don't. I, just, I, I, I hate the Fourth of July. You know. Every year, I just I'm like a hermit. I'm like me and my girl just laid low. We opened the window because we could see them a little bit. But I, I'm like I don't want anything to do with this. Man. Like, I I'm not into it. And not only that, but in the South, like in Florida, you get it on uh, New Year, New Year's as well. Right. Um, like up here, New Year's is too cold. Nobody's shooting fireworks. But like unless you don't really get fireworks outside of Fourth of July and all that stuff, unless um, unless the Chicago team wins like a championship, and then all of a sudden, everybody just has a stockpile of fireworks going off. I've, oh, man, Florida, we're full of these bumpkins and fireworks yeah. stations every five minutes. Yep. Like, yep. So, it like, you know, if somebody wins a Powerball, you know, they, you know, they just light <laughs> fireworks. Like, it's like, let's just light fireworks. Disney lights fireworks every night. Yeah. Like, let's the whole, the whole damn state just lights fireworks all the time. So, the, over it. <laughs> my wife really likes fireworks. She's into them. You know, I, I could take them or leave them because there, there are two things that I dislike. One is bright light because um, that upsets my migraine situation. And the other is loud noises. And so, and then you mix those together with being outdoors and mosquitoes and drunk people and drunk people and drunk people uh, you and know for you me hear about people dying or lighting their hand on fire or people getting shot with every them. year every year and we man. talked about it at the end of the last episode so just stay away from the fireworks <laughs> and, and that's this is why i brought it up because we, we were talking about it last week it's Crazy, nuts man. i don't i don't get it i don't get the allure but i will say this when disney does their fireworks it's nice because they're synchronized they're professional and they're safe right. 
You know, those I don't mind going to, but again, like even when they go and they're really well done, I don't really look at them because of the bright light. Like I have to wear sunglasses when I would do those yeah. things. So no, I don't, you know, I'm not really into them. Um, I remember, you know, there was a bachelor party that my buddies up here, you know, threw and we'd been drinking and stuff. And then somebody like dropped the firework, like a, like a big mortar into the fire, into the bonfire that we had. And then we all had to like run for cover and stuff. Cause this thing was going, going nuts. I'm just like, mm, you know, it's, it's, it's not for me. Um, neither for that matter, like shooting guns isn't for me either. I don't really like that. You know, same, same principle. It's just like, like what any enjoyment that I have is outweighed by the potential risk. But again, you know, we've, we've grown up around some places where like, you know, people will just go to the gun range just to shoot people. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we, in Florida, you know, it's Florida. So like it's I'm like just one like one of those things like fireworks. I've done it. I've lit some really good ones. Okay, cool. I checked that off my list. I'm good to like never yeah. like go and purchase a bunch of illegal fireworks ever again and never light them off. I'm good. Yeah. I've been to a gun range. I've done the gun thing. I've done the thing where you shoot you know semi auto. You know, I've done all that. Okay, I'm good. Like I don't need to make that a part of my lifestyle or a part of my yearly traditions ever again. Like I'm, I'm with good. You. Cross it off. I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyways, sorry, man. We got a little off topic. Off topic. Got an Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers. So the the latest thing coming into I probably should talk about this last week. The latest thing coming into last week was that Aaron Rodgers, um, because the COVID opt out still exists, this still exists. Players can <sighs> opt out by I think it was a July first, July second, and still get their salary, um, but they can opt out opt out of the uh, the season. And so the thought was that Aaron Rodgers was going to opt out of his contract. Um, or not opt out of his contract, I'm sorry. Opt out of the season as a means to hold out and still get his salary. And this was, I think, Mike Florio and, and you know so on and so forth. I don't know if he's at CBS Sports or what he is these days. NBC Sports, I don't know. I don't care really because it was a stupid thought. And... It was stupid, as I've been saying all along. Aaron Rodgers, you got to understand, like people, here's the other thing about this stupid world that we live in now, Sam. People really don't try to understand other people at all. It is clear that Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super Bowl. He does not want to be on the Green Bay Packers anymore because he doesn't think the Green Bay Packers organization is anything without him. And I got to say, I agree. Now, Devontae Adams, of course, and Aaron Jones, they're all talented, but this team is nothing without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers knows it, and they can't even get him like any talent for like three years when they're on the cusp of getting into the Super Bowl. They, can't get, they, they won't even make an effort to get him over the edge. That's why he wants to go. So Green Bay could have salvaged this any number of times, as we've talked about on the show, which, by the way, Green Bay Bavada has at plus 1,800 to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, I was curious today if those odds were going to go up because last week there was that holdout speculation or the opt-out speculation. But look, Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super Bowl. His best chance to win a Super Bowl this year, by the way, is not to be traded to Denver and right. pl- play with that team. Right. Uh, because even though Denver has some nice pieces, you got to remember, Denver would have to trade a lot of those nice pieces to get Aaron Rodgers, and then their offense would take like a step back um, or their defense or whatever they do. But Green Bay, the best chance for Green Bay to make a Super Bowl is for, or I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl is to go back to the team that really should have pushed that game into overtime. And and the offense played well enough to win that game, probably, but Tampa Bay is just a little bit better. It's the best chance he has to win a Super Bowl. 
It's just not going to happen. Although, it's not going to happen this year because Tampa Bay is so much better. They have to get lucky in playoffs. And I think San Francisco right. is actually going to be better than them this year as well. So Green Bay, to me, is the number three team, I think, in the conference. But Aaron Rodgers is never going to hold out because he's, what, 37 now, Sam? Yeah, exactly. 37 at best? Yeah, what, yeah, is he gonna, yeah, is he really going to sit out the whole the whole year? You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, I mean, it's 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 the idea that he's going to give away one of those last three, four, five, six chances away. It's just it was never going to happen. This isn't about wanting to be another city. It's about he wants to win a Super Bowl, and he doesn't have any faith that Green Bay can get his back. And if Green Bay, by the way, next year goes out and pays a ton of money or invests a ton of draft picks to restock his weaponry in the wide receiver position, tight end position, everything, he's going to be fine with them. He's right. going to be fine. But he's trying t- to make he's trying to make one last push. Yeah, you know, like as he should. You know, he he wants another one. He wants another one. And so, yeah. like Tampa Bay, let me go back and look because Kansas City is still the odds-on favorite. What do they have? Bavada has has them at plus five hundred, which I can't remember where I had him at last week. Um, but I feel like that's a little better. I thought they were at like plus 600 last week. But let me see Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's at plus 650, so they're going up and up as well. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get like where all these people are coming from. It's all these like, and I guess that's why I should have mentioned the fantasy football almanac a little bit more at the start of the show. But, you know, we can talk about that too a little bit. But, I, yeah, I, I, these people, like these fantasy football like analysis, uh, analysts and all this stuff, like it's all rooted in stupidity. Right. It's all stupid. This is so stupid, man. I don't know. Like all these fantasy people would be like, oh, you got to get your – I'm buying shares on, uh, on uh, Trey Lance. Like, dude, you know, San Francisco, you're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? They're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, you're, you're, if you want to win the championship, you got to dra- you know, draft Justin Fields. Justin Fields isn't starting the year as a starter, man. What, are you going to sit on him for nine weeks? You drop him in the sixth round, start, sit on him for nine weeks? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, yeah, Jordan Love, he's going to be uh, – he's he's dialed in. He's going to be the starter in week one. You look at the clips or, you, like, the news – this is the other th- stupid thing about like a lot of like fantasy um, football analysts out there. They'll read the news, right? You'll you'll see a clip from a June minicamp. Oh, you know, um, Jordan Love has an up and down day, but you know, finish the day hits a few receivers deep in a seven on seven drill. Nobody's covering <laughs> anybody in a seven, seven seven on seven drill, and he has an up and down day in seven and seven drills and in, and against air, an up and down day. He's not going to be good this year. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. Like, look, I have like rookie cards and stuff. I hope he is good because I'll make a fortune on those rookie cards that I got for nothing. But he's not going to be good. Oh, Jordan Love, you gotta you gotta draft Jordan Love, man. He's dynamic. What are you talking about, man? The f are you talking about? Right, dynamic. We haven't seen anything. No, Green Bay shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love. Not that I don't like Jordan Love, but you don't trade up when you when you just lost the NFC Championship for a player that you're right. not going to start for three or four years. It's stupid. And, and you have other needs. And you have other needs. You need, you need receivers. <laughs> buy, your Jordan, buy your Jordan Love shares. The other big one right now I'm seeing all over the place is Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Atlanta. I got to do a whole segment on him in this show because he's like all of all of the hype on him is really starting to piss me off <laughs> because the dude. Is that the rookie, the kid yeah, from Florida? From look, Florida? He's, he's, t- he's a talented guy, right? But everybody sees like what he did against Kentucky, University of Kentucky <laughs> linebackers. Right? He, right? What he is basically is he's a wide receiver who's too slow to play wide receiver. So they're like, ah, screw it. We'll put him at tight end. 
that works in the college because you don't have to block anybody in college. And so, like, I, um, you know, um, um, uh, Eric, who co-writes my fantasy baseball book, we were talking about him. And, you know, he's a, he's a big Falcons fan, so he's all over Kyle Pitts. And I'm like, here's the thing about Kyle Pitts, as I've said in the, the fantasy football almanac. The thing about him is when you're on the field and you're University of Florida and you're playing Kentucky or I don't know, who else do they play? You know, what are these? Other, I know they play LSU. I know they play, you know. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, okay. Or um, I'm trying to think, like the, the Tennessee Volunteers, who, they, yes, right. they used to be good. They're not good now. You're playing these people, and you got this, like, this dude who's like 6'5". He was, runs a 4'6". He's got great hands. Okay, you want to, you know, run from the shotgun, and he kind of chip blocks, you know, your defensive end who's, you know, I don't know, 6'2", 175, <laughs> you know, at this college, he's slightly bigger than me. Yeah, you know, that guy can block that guy who, you know, that defensive lineman runs a runs a 5'3", 40-yard dash. He can, he can chip block that guy, and he's a matchup nightmare in college. In the NFL, here's what's going to happen. In the NFL, the linebacker's just as fast because everybody's fast in the NFL. The linebacker is just as fast as uh, as Kyle Pitts, so Atlanta wanna goes wants to run power on the goal line. Kyle Pitts is going to be the one blocking. Really, he's going to be blocking the linebacker. He's going to be chipping the defensive end. He's going to go, he's going to square off against a, a healthy like T.J. Watt against Pittsburgh. Really, he's going to block that guy. No, he's not going to block that guy. So what's Atlanta going to do? They're going to put him in the slot, and then when they're running in the slot, opposing defensive coordinators, what they're going to do? Like, hey, Kyle Pitts is in the game. Let's put our dime package in there. And so Kyle Pitts is going to be squaring off against big. Slightly slower, but big cornerbacks and and safeties that are a little bit quicker. That's who he's going to be playing. He's not going to be playing five foot eight outside linebacker of Tennessee. He's not going to be playing those guys in the NFL. So everybody's like, "Oh, Julio's gone. Kyle Pitts is coming in, man. It's going to be Kyle Pitts show all year." Are you freaking really? It's a Kyle Pitts show. Because they have Kyle Pitts. His name is Hayden Hurst, another tight end that can't block. And he he's good last year, but he wasn't a world beater. Calvin right. Ridley, man, you got to buy those Calvin Ridley shares. Calvin, Calvin Ridley was playing against single coverage like all year for like three years. You don't think Kyle, you think, you think, you think that Julio Jones is being gone is going to help Calvin Ridley this year? Are you high? What's the <laughs> matter with you? Right. And these people are just like, oh, pencil them in. He's the next twenty-year starter, Kyle Pitts. Well, that we're also not. You know how many how many puff games does Florida, Come on. Florida play? You know four game FAU. You Look, know where you have maybe a you know a, a one star. You know like like you said five eight guy that you know maybe maybe just got a scholarship after walking on two years earlier. Oh my god! You can't man. just pencil these guys into the Hall of Fame. You know based <laughs> off of you know where they're at, especially when you're a certain size and level at one at one level you know yeah uh the other one that the other one and you know who he reminds me the hype that he reminds me of is kellen winslow who's now in prison by the way <laughs> yeah prison for being a real creep yeah well not not to not to make that comparison for kyle pitts of course i mean right. it's, it's another thing but i mean that the hype behind him everybody was always looking like oh it's kyle pitts man look he was drafted you know top five Best for a tight end ever, so he must be the best tight end ever. It's like that's not that's not what you're looking for, man. And I, I love Arthur Smith. I love the coaching staff there. And Kyle Pitts is gonna be good, but like when he was when he first got drafted, everybody's like, he's the number three tight like over Waller. Like Darren Waller, who's been doing it for the last couple right. of years. Like, guys, come on, man. This is not this is not like the easiest <laughs> it 
it's not easy to, to be a tight end in the NFL. And when I looked, and I've, I've said this, I've, I've been out there, Freermuth, who got drafted in Pittsburgh, is much more of a two-way tight end. I thought he was a better fit for like an art, what I would you know call an Arthur Smith-style offense, although Arthur Smith is going to you know play with the chips he has. Um, so they're going to be a pass-forward offense. But, you know, my, my you know, again, but my friend Eric, you know, he's talking about— um, He's talking about, um, you know, Hayden Hurst are going to do a lot of two tight end with Pitts and Hayden Hurst. I'm like, well, I mean, okay, but again, the defensive coordinator, you see these two guys that don't really block with physicality there. What are they going to do? They're just going to roll. Okay, put the dime package in. Put your corners on these guys because I know they're not running. So they're not, I don't know, man. Atlanta, Atlanta's run game, which I was excited about, Mike Davis, and I still am. I don't think they're going to be as strong in the running game because I think you need that two-way tight end. He, he's like, look, Kyle Pitts is not Gronkowski. He's got to go to block in school, man. Like he's not the thing that makes George Kittle. This is the this is by the way the Kyle Pitts segment since I've been talking so long. <laughs> on it. So the thing that makes Travis Kelsey. I was explaining this to Eric. Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle. Um, now Darren Waller. I would say Pitts is more of an analog to Darren Waller for me than than the two guys I just mentioned and Gronkowski. Okay, so you got Kelsey Kittle and Gronkowski. Those guys are just savage in the running game. That means that okay, if it's you know first and ten, we might run the ball. And you know Arthur Smith will run from any situation, which is one of the reasons that I love him. You put um, you put like Travis Kelsey in the game, they might run ten straight things, and and you got to put the linebacker in there to honor that run game. The minute you take that linebacker out and you put in like a safety, they're just gonna they can run power. Kansas City can do that. San Francisco can do that. Tampa Bay now, New England, you know, before with Gronk, they can do those things because they have the two way tight end. Kyle Pitts is not the two way tight end. Um, now, does that mean Kyle Pitts can't catch ten passes a game in his career? Yeah. Do I think it's likely this year? No, I do not. But you know, I am the one person banging that drum right now. If if you are somebody thinking that you're going to draft Pitts in the third or fourth round of your fantasy draft, you are <laughs> good luck to you. I'm not. I'm not. I'd rather have like Hawkinson in the eighth or something like that. Of course, you know, I have I have Kelsey in all my leagues in keeper formats. So what the heck do I care about anything? <laughs> hey man, Kyle. I had my fireworks rant. You had your pitch rant, so we're <laughs> yeah. good. Atlanta, by the Dude. way. Bovada has it plus 10,000 in the Super Bowl, so they don't think Kyle Pitts has taken over the league this year either. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is going to throw himself the ball every time. Yeah, I know. Kyle Pitts, he's throwing himself touchdown passes. He's like, all they're doing, they're, they've uh, they've stepped him into the clone machine. He's going to be the offensive center. He's he's They've cloned him twice so they can play tackle. I like He's good. He's a good player. To me, I think Kyle Pitts, what he is in the NFL, is is uh, is Jordan Reed. And, and that's good. That's a good tight end. And if healthy, you know, that is maybe a top five tight end. But I don't, you know... Giving him just locking him in here this year, thinking it's going to happen, he's going to have growing pains. Like in training camp, he's going to be on his back. He's going to get absolutely just blown up by these defensive linemen. Um, so it'd be interesting, man. It'd be really interesting to, to watch. I hope he gets locked up in coverage, just because these people that are like going crazy on him. I just, you know, there just needs to be some accountability for these people that just hype just for the sake of like. With no research whatsoever, not not really even any thought. It's just hive mind, man. I can't stand the hive mind. But that's where we live today. We live in a hexagon world, baby. Hive mind. Uh, no, brother. All right, man. Well, hey, let's close out the show. Um, I do want to remind everybody once again, Ignition Casino. You got to get in 
on the tournament. It's the pa- the password here is underdog21. Everything's in the show notes below, ignitioncasino.eu. If you don't have an account, just sign up for the account. Couldn't be easier. You sign up for the account. You hit the poker screen, uh, or sorry, the, the poker thing at the top, uh, the link. Uh, then you hit the play now button. You look for tournaments, and you look for the underdog free roll invitational tournament, July 11th. That's Sunday, 3.05 p.m. Eastern time. I am in the central time zone, as you probably know, so it's 2.05 for me, baby. But I'll be there. I'll be there. They call me all in. Can you stare me down? across that virtual table. Can you knock me out? Can you take my chips? If so, you're going to get a bounty, everybody. We talked about the bounties a little bit earlier in the show. Again, we got some information below. But once again, uh, it's a $25 bounty for anybody that knocks me out, and that's just standard. Now, if we hit our, uh, you know, the signups, which I think we will absolutely do that, if we hit 250 players, the bounty to knock me out is going to be 50 bucks. If we hit 500 players, and I think we're more likely to be there, it's going to be $100 if you knock me out. It's a free tournament once again. Yeah, I mean, legally, you have to be 21 or 18 or whatever it is, the legal gambling age, but you have to join. Um, you have to join that. You have to be legal. Create an account. It's going to be awesome. Once again, the password is underdog21. Check it in the show notes below. Sam, you got anything for the crowd before we sign off? Everyone be good. Be good to each other. Be good. Be safe. Welcome to the podcast. Functional sports are all in. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all in. Yeah. Yo, sport addicts with real lives, talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights, and they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town, and nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues, all lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why, YOLO And don't get him started on Gooch Givens They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen Functional sports are all in Sam and Sean, who they be Sports in real life, they got real lives Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast Cause you might get put on blast